What's up, everybody? Old Fashioned Takes Season 2. We got Episode 7? Seven. I'm having trouble counting now, so I, I hope that you guys are following along. Martin, good evening, my friend. And my Zoom crashed. Yeah, it did. <laughs> How long was I silent? Uh, it was like a good... 10 seconds. Uh, I hope you filled the silence. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I right, be panicked. <laughs> All right, Martin. I, yeah. tonight, I'm drinking da, 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 an old-fashioned. Silence for our fans at home. <laughs> when, did I, when did I get cut out? You went da-da-da-da. Da, 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 da. an old fashioned an old fashioned there you go i promised something special this week mm. um and special it is drink. my special drink i'm kind of it's 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 very in theme for halloween coming up happy halloween everyone this is actually it's a beer it's from a brewery here in texas called st arnold's and it is called the pumpkinator it's an oh, annual beer they wizard. do there's a wizard on the label and a barrel uh-huh. well it's st arnold himself he might be a wizard oh and there's uh, the yeah. star of texas right there in front of his hand there it is. And uh, th- the reason this is relevant to our podcast is this pumpkinator is aged in Buffalo Trace barrels for 10 months. So it's going to be delicious and kind of like a weak shot. So cheers. Cheers. That's kind of cool. All right. Today we've got uh, what we watched, uh, Playoff Eliminator, all the regular stuff, fantasy recap. We get a special trade analysis segment. Yep. And as always, we'll have our biggest loser um, or at least pretend to have our biggest loser on the pod. Should we get to it? Let's get to it. What'd you watch this weekend, Dennis? Let's say on Saturday college, I didn't watch anything. I went to a wedding. Our uh, good friend, Happy McCauley and Chris Stocks both um, could play power forward in the NBA. Yeah. Um, at their wedding was a llama that was walked in wearing a top hat. Hmm. The llama's name was Abraham Lincoln. Nice. So I didn't watch college football, that is to say. Ah, okay. Uh, well, the more weddings I don't get invited to, the better of a picture I have of how people feel about me. And it's fair. Uh, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, uh, I was her only friend that was invited to, like, or that went to the, like, uh, what do you call it, rehearsal dinner. And then I was one of only, I think, two friends that went to her wedding. So well, uh, it was an exclusive group, dude. It, 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 Abraham Lincoln, you and Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I did watch college football. I tried not to. I looked at this week's slate and I said, oh, the games are horrible. I'm not going to watch. And inevitably, I ended up at a brewery with my phone out watching football because Kansas made it close. Kansas made everyone wow. in the state of Oklahoma clench their cheeks. Uh, and, you know, Caleb Williams did something I've never seen before. And I'm still not sure is legal, but they told me it was legal that mm-hmm. he just took the ball away from the running back on a fourth down play and just kept going. That was kind of sweet. It was uh, That's a heady play by the freshman. He's yeah. A freshman, right. Yeah. He is a true freshman. And since I hate Oklahoma, I'll just call it selfish. He was selfish. Yeah, he's so selfish, man. You yeah. can't let the running back get one yard, bro. But what, what most people probably watched was a painstaking nine overtime game, what felt like America's version of a shootout. You're right. I actually did watch that in the car at the parking lot of the wedding. Illinois yeah. and Penn State, right, baby? Illinois and Penn State. Penn State out here getting beat by the bottom dwellers of the Big Ten, Illinois. I, it's hard to put into words how bad Let's Illinois is. Let's talk about that for a second. Go ahead. 
I mean, that was such a sloppy, messy game. It's at Penn State. I couldn't name a single player on Illinois' team. I'm looking at it now. And watching that overtime, man, it felt like neither team wanted to win. Just the play calling seemed insanely average. I, you know, from what I've heard is that, you know, college teams will typically practice two or three two-point conversion plays a week and they'll kind of have that okay these are the two or three plays we feel comfortable with depending on how the defense lines up against us and it seems like neither team had practiced a two-point conversion in years the other thing was illinois had what 36 38 passing yards the whole game yeah. so guess what penn state they're running the ball all right how do you not put 11 put freaking 12 players in the box yeah. all right try a little bit harder than you did i don't understand how you knew obviously what was coming you couldn't stop it i mean good for illinois but Penn State, I mean, I got to imagine you're the more talented team. How can you not stop them for nine overtimes? You deserve to lose. You tell me that a team that prior to this game was two and five featuring losses to the University of Texas at San Antonio. Go runners, baby. We're undefeated. Go Utsa. Uh, (laughs) Featuring a huge loss to Virginia, a loss to uh, Purdue, barely escaped Charlotte has 38 passing yards like you says turns the ball over three times you're at home and you can't win that game this is why a couple weeks ago we were talking about big 10 teams making the college football playoffs and i thought it was too early to talk about it because i know there's going to be they're going to take their shots at each other beat each other up and this is what i see and that's why i think my predictable playoff is still in pretty good shape i still like georgia still like oklahoma still like alabama and still like Big Ten team that I think is Ohio State. You disagree, but yeah. Cincinnati's still up there. I want Cincinnati. Oklahoma's barely hanging on by the hair on their chinny-chin-chins. Yeah. Um, I want Georgia in there. And then when Michigan beats Michigan State, six-versus-eight yeah. matchup, college game day today. Yeah, Lock I'm it excited in, baby. about that one. I'm excited about that one. Um, yeah, my, my case for Cincinnati not making it in is the games they play are too close. Like this this weekend was they beat Navy by seven. You beat a military academy school. They don't have an athlete above like five, eight on that team. And you beat them by seven points. That's I think when the college football playoff committee gets together, Cincinnati is going to be five or six. But. In Navy's defense, all right, they are forced to play this game on land. If they played this game in the ocean, I bet you yep. Navy would have crushed Cincinnati. Bearcats do not live in the ocean. They not known not. to spend a lot of time underwater. Oh, those, those kitties don't swim. <laughs> all right, should we get to the NFL? Yeah, yeah, we watched a little bit of NFL this weekend. Let's, yeah, let's get to So I watched a little bit of that as well. Um, maybe I'll just uh, – the first thing I'll throw out is the Patriots score 54 points. I did not know that was capable. Uh, they were capable of that. I, I wonder um, how they did it. Um, they got a couple of garbage time touchdowns, but how did yep. the Patriots score 54 points? They played the Jets this week is how they scored mm. 54 points. And even though Robert Salah is the defensive coach, he's the coach of the Jets, and therefore nothing will ever work. They don't have Jamal Adams. They don't have Leonard Williams. I don't know anyone on their defense anymore. I, uh, they have Quinn and Williams. I believe that that rookie from, from Alabama that had braces and was very adorable in his interviews post-draft. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, they, they scored 54 points because they got to play the Jets in New England. And that's about that. Lucky Jets. Lucky Jets. Um, I, yeah. are, is is uh, Joe Flacco going to be the answer to them? You know them? what? If just like to kind of like translate to fantasy if i like for whatever reason was like this reluctant Corey davis owner which i'm not i'm probably a little bit well, excited there that is Joe someone there. listening that is at that so cough cough 
I'm a little bit excited that uh, Joe Flacco is coming. Maybe it's a little bit more consistent. The Jets aren't going to win any more games, but uh, yeah, Joe Flacco, he's the answer for Corey Davis owners to have like five or six points a week. What uh? Well, that's actually not bad for them. What what has Joe Flacco been doing? He was a backup traded to what the Eagles. He he was yeah he was he was he's with the Eagles and before that he was with the Jets. And my favorite joke so Uh, far is the Jets traded for Flacco because they already had the jersey made. It was a bargain for them. They've already got all the Flacco merch. They didn't have to reprint anything. (laughs) And come on, let's face it, Flacco ain't gonna play behind the man Jalen Hurts. I like to think that Flacco sits at home most days polishing his Super Bowl championship ring that most people forget he has. Thinking he's just like Ray Lewis he's standing in, in front outage. of like the grocery store and um, during Christmas time, there's like Salvation Army ringing the bell. He's on the other side of the door showing people a Super Bowl ring. He's like, guys, yeah. remember 2015? I don't I'm know still what Joe year Flacco. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Delaware State, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Man, I watched, I, I, I got to, it was my grandma's birthday. And so naturally I went over to her house and watched football. And I watched the Titans absolutely destroy the Chiefs to the point that makes me think that championship year for the Chiefs, not to call it a fluke, but they might be a dynasty of one. This team looks lost. They look defeated. They don't have an offensive identity outside of Patrick Mahomes doing absolutely everything. They got beat up. They didn't score a touchdown. I, 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 there's too much of this in the NFL right now where like safeties are taught to punch the ball versus tackle. Mm. I watched Tyron Matthew run down the field with, with Derrick Henry for like 15, 20 yards, just punching at it. And I'm like, just try to tackle him, man. You can't, but try. <laughs> uh, the chiefs look bad. Is the it got to the point where the Titans were. So these are two pro teams, right? And the Titans yeah. were beaten up on the chiefs so much. Yeah. It was like when, um, a, a big high school football team plays a team that has like, 20 people on the team and you are literally worried about the player safety for the smaller overmatched um, outnumbered team. Like I, for the chiefs, it was like, someone please throw in the towel. Patrick Mahomes had to take a freaking thigh to the face before people were like, okay, let's put in Chad. Yeah. Chad, any though, getting shout out Michigan QBs for you, buddy. Oh yeah, baby. This game can be summed up in one sentence. Derrick Henry had more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) There's, um, you must have been a fan, happy fantasy owner then. I was, except he had no rushing touchdowns. It was a weird week. It was like, it was a bad week by Derrick Henry standards. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was still like 15, 17 points. But yeah, he's going to do his best Taysom Hill impression. He might. He might. I think I should be able to start him at QB, to be honest. You know, the Titans were impressive. I was very impressed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, oh, the Ravens was. have been looking good all season and getting good wins, but the Bengals really dominated them. It was it was uh, surprising and very impressive. Yeah, Joe Burrow, it's probably not fair to call him like the real deal or like an elite quarterback yet, but he's good. And Jamar Chase is making everyone look dumb for being like, oh, don't draft a receiver that high. Take you a see that play where he caught it. It was like hook basically broke basically three tackles. Well, NFL spun through tackle three tackles. Yeah. yeah. And then scored it. That was sick. Yeah. Jamar Chase is the real deal. And Lamar Jackson is kind of reeling right now. I'm, 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 I'm it, it, right now, if the playoffs started today, the Bengals, I believe are the one seed and the AFC, they would have the buy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And it's, they crazy. got more wins than the bills, right? They're tied with the Raiders. I don't know how the tiebreaker works. Um, the chargers are, are the chargers up there as well? Uh, the chargers should be. 
Yeah, so good for the Bengals. Who knew Bengals would be number one in the AFC? That's crazy. The Chargers are four and two, so they have fewer wins. Yeah, they had their bye week already, whereas the other team hadn't. But yeah, I mean, the the Bengals are surging. The Chiefs are declining. I but to I, I got to watch a little bit about the the Bengals this week, and it's not the first time they've done this. You know, like even in the Marvin Lewis years, that are like very forgetful for Cincinnati fans. They started off, you know, five and one, five and two. So it's a long really? season, but you yeah. gotta be hopeful. I mean, you look at it um Cincinnati they've got weapons man Jamar Chase T Higgins um Tyler Boyd Uzama's catching touchdowns at a crazy rate for a tight end you have two really serviceable running backs in, in, in Mixon and P Ryan so as long as their defense holds their end of the bargain man that offense should not have any problem putting up points down the road so in the weeks before we said how impressive the AFC West has been the, yeah. the NFC West has been they're both good conferences um, let's take stock a little bit and give some love to the AFC North. So AFC West, the chiefs aren't what we thought they were. Denver has fallen off a cliff. Um, and then in the NFC West, the Seahawks are without Russ and the 49ers are two and four. So can't say that, you know, there's three playoff teams in each of those divisions. Nope. Whereas the AFC North, we've got the Bengals leading the AFC Baltimore Ravens, same record Cleveland Browns. I still respect them as a team. So among those three, which one do you think is the strongest division? Give me the divisions again. We got the AFC West. Yep. We got the NFC West mm-hmm. or the AFC North, home of the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers. I still like the NFC West. You've got an undefeated team. You've got a six and one team. Yeah. I, when I made my bold proclamation, they would have three playoff teams, did not look at my crystal ball to remind myself that Jimmy Garoppolo is just mm. average and that Russell Wilson would be hurt. I, you know, mm. probably this is coming from the Seahawks fan in me, but if Russell Wilson does come back in week 10, like they want, there's, it's not impossible. They, they don't get a wild card spot. There's a it's lot only three weeks from spots. now, right? Two and a half. Uh, yeah. Two, yeah. We're going into week we're going eight into week eight. and they yeah. have a buy in nine and they're hoping he comes back in 10. So, That's... you know, I, we, we, I would have loved if Geno Smith could have gotten even one win up over this kind of yeah. average stretch, but it is what it is. I, and if I was to pick the next one, I'd probably take the AFC North. I don't know what it is about the AFC West, but like, it feels bad relying on the Raiders to be good. Like something about me mm-hmm. doesn't believe it yet. And I don't know what it is. Probably the mm-hmm. fact that Derek Carr is their quarterback. Yo, you have 31 and 34. All right. That's over 90 percent completion that's like pretty damn good yeah i don't know why i'm a hater darren waller didn't play or catch anything or whatever no darren waller wasn't there josh jacobs is like largely forgotten when he's in the game yeah. uh he was out with the chest contusion if i'm not mistaken it's just something about the raiders like are they winning with defense they're winning with I, I don't watch them play and i just i feel bad about like liking them i like the chargers but the chief falling off is why i'm like yeah, i don't know about this division the broncos yeah. falling off is to be expected teddy bridgewater is their quarterback <laughs> two more games i want to mention did not see the Giants crushing the Panthers. And I think one of the really cool plays from this game was one of those trick plays where the wide, they do a reverse and the wide receiver throws it to the quarterback. Yep. Daniel Jones, one-handed, tip to himself catch, and then he got totally blown up. I feel like 80% of players want to drop the catch on that. But Daniel Jones, good for you, man. You got some hands. You got some uh, ball security there. Yep. Last year, we were able to say that um... – Daniel Jones trying to be quarterback of the Giants was getting in the way of his future as a running back in the NFL. Mm. And this year it might be getting in the way of him being a receiver. I, it was his best Odell Beckham impersonation and he might be a better receiver than Odell Beckham this year. Don't tell yeah, him I said Beckham that. Though. Uh, Beckham does suck. And I can tell you who did protect, who did predict the Panthers would lose this. That'd be our friend, Matt. 
Yes, Matt's a genius. Panthers fan. And he just he just knew he's like, I don't believe in the Sam Darnold guy. And <laughs> rightfully so. Nobody should believe in the so, Sam Darnold right. guy anymore. So they were Panthers started three and oh, right? And I think when um Matt came on the pod, what, what were they? Three and one? Probably three and one, maybe three and yeah, two. Yeah, they were good. And Matt's like, mm, nah, don't see it. And, yep. and we <laughs> yeah. and in uh in the Panthers defense and um to condemn us. We were like, oh, dude, we like the Panthers. We're not ready to write them off yet. Now we look like idiot. Yeah, we should write them off. Matt, come back and write them off with us. Uh, hey, how do you feel about the Panthers maybe getting Deshaun Watson? I'm hoping know. that that will happen. That way I could tell Matt, well, I'm assuming they'll be better with Deshaun Watson. I'll tell Matt, told you the Panthers are still in it. We'll see. He is in control of where he gets traded thanks to his no trade clause, mm-hmm. and all reports would point towards Miami. Uh maybe he opens up to Carolina kind of close to where he went to college and Clemson. But if I'm him and I'm just focused on living the life in Miami, I would just go live the life of Miami. I think the massage therapist down there are pretty nice. Mm, there's probably a bunch down there. Um, the last one I want to mention. Okay. Yep. So I won't tell you what matchup it was, but I think listeners will know when I describe that in the first quarter, first quarter. All right. Mm-hmm. Underdog goes up on a long screen pass. I'm celebrating. You know what they do? They come back onside kickoff the kickoff, man. They're yep. like, we ain't got nothing to lose except all of our games. We're going to go onside. They recover it. Something like 4% recovery rate or like 20% is really low since the rules changed a couple of years ago. Shitty rules. And then they got the ball back. And I think it was the same possession where they were punting and they were like, fake punt, punter throws a pass and they got the first down. And by the end of that first quarter, my team, the Detroit Lions, were up 10-0 on the Rams. Unfortunately, I went to go play mini golf, and that's what happens. The Rams ended up winning. Wow. But at least Matt Stafford did well, and my Lions were cool for about half an hour. You know, watching the end of that, there was a very small part of me that was pulling for Jared Goff to not throw an interception. To to not throw an interception? Not throw an interception. But to get that last touchdown, just so we could watch Matt Stafford drive against his old team for the win. I don't know why that felt like a, like poetic to me. But no, I think the Rams will take the win. I think Stafford's happy that this shit is over with and he can stop thinking about the Lions for the rest of the year. Good. Well, hey, that's what I watched in the NFL. Uh, anything else you wanted to add before we get to the big trade? You know what? I think the last game was going to lead into the big trade. So let's just go to the big trade. That's the only thing there is to talk about. The biggest All right. So Martin, you, uh, you hit me with a uh, 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 alarm trade alert. There was a trade week, in the NFL this week. There was a big, big trade. Do you want to tell our listeners about it? Yep. So uh, the, the trade was the Tamp- between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a frat boy living in Tampa Bay. Uh, the trade was for Tom Brady, the 600 touchdown ball. Shouts out for Mike Evans, just giving that one away. <laughs> Did you see the clip of him when the coach told him it was a 600 touchdown yeah. uh, ball and he gave it away? That was hilarious. Mike Evans yeah. had no clue. And so we are going to break down the trade here. We want you to break it down at home and tell us, you know, who won in the comments down below. Um, but Tampa Bay, it's easy. They get the ball back. That's that was what they got. What the fan gets, or what's been told so far, two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey and the cleats that he wore in that game. Okay, wait, wait. So, two jerseys from Brady, two Brady jerseys and a helmet and a helmet. Okay, one Evans jersey and his cleats, 
he gets a thousand dollar credit to the Buccaneers team store. And this is what I'm going to talk about the most, believe it or not. And then two season tickets, one for the, he'll, he'll be able to stay for the rest of this season and then all for next season. Okay. And I heard the guy get interviewed. All he really wanted was to play a round of golf with Tom Brady. That's what he wanted to trade the ball for. Okay. And it doesn't okay. seem like that has been done just yet, but it's a little bit early. So, okay. So who do you think won that trade Dennis? Well, just let me, before we get to that final decision, let me react to, to what was, um, what was traded here. So obviously going one way is the 600 touchdown ball. Okay. So yep. straightforward. So what the fan got was two Tom Brady jerseys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't really know what you're going to do with the second one. I mean, what were you going to, just a little Have shrine. Bodies to put build on. a little, build a little shrine in your house to Brady. You got a helmet. Oh, what are you gonna do? Like, wear that to uh, your kid's game or something? Like, when uh-huh. are you ever gonna use that helmet, right? So those are just like aren't gonna get used. They're just gonna be what like put up for display, right? So okay, that's fine. He got a Mike Evans jersey. I don't really care about Mike Evans. I'm sure he doesn't really care that much about Mike Evans. Does anyone really care that much about Mike Evans? He's a fine receiver, but he's not like Tom Brady famous or like not that exciting. He got uh, Mike yeah. Evans cleats, right? Those stanky ass cleats at this point ain't going to fit them. You can put yep. them on display, but they're just like dirty, stinky cleats. Yep. What else he get? Oh, two, two seasons of season, season tickets, right? Rest of this year, next year. That's basically one and a half seasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what else he get? A hundred, oh, wait, $1,000. Just a thousand dollars, which yep. Yeah, that's, that's my sticking point. I should also update. There was an additional on uh peyton and eli's monday monday night football show or sunday night football whichever one they do i think monday mm-hmm. night um monday, brady comes yeah. on and he announces that he threw in a little bit of his own cheddar to make the deal better he said that he's giving him one bitcoin which those like myself who haven't started caring about cryptocurrency yet might be like oh one bitcoin how nice of you that's like what a couple hundred bucks turns out one bitcoin is worth sixty two thousand dollars so Tom Brady gave this guy sixty-two thousand dollars on top of probably the best part of it because a thousand dollars to the top to the Tampa Bay store. You already got Tom Brady's jersey. Yep. You got two of them. You already got Mike Evans jersey. Yep. You already got season tickets. What are you gonna spend yep. it on? Like yep. Leonard Fournette gear? I don't know. So the Bitcoin's probably the best part of this. And as I'm talking through it, I think it's clear to me who the winner of this trade is. Right, Tom Brady, because he's Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, when the fan gave that ball away, that is when he lost the trade. I don't really care what he got back. He's definitely going to lose that trade. He is. I, and, and, and to those at home who are like, oh, well, the football, it's all sentimental. Turns out Ken Golden, the founder of Golden Auctions, who you know dumps a lot of this collectibles and memorabilia out to the world, has estimated this ball would probably go for auction over $500,000. No way. $500,000 for ball? $500,000 for the first ever 600 touchdown regular season ball. I mean, he's kind of in a league of his own for that. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I, what, what, what's, what stuck with me is, was the thousand dollars to the team store that seemed mm-hmm. at first I was like, well, is that a lot? Right. So I went to the, the Tampa Bay team store and I wanted to see, you know, what could I get for a thousand dollars? I sorted by mm. like, give me the Ooh, most you expensive did some stuff. Research. I nice. did because what was expensive. You know, it's mostly signed jerseys and helmets. So I'm like, okay, he's got that. He's got that. You know, I was thinking, you know, they'd have like, you know, a, a Tampa Bay recliner. I'm like, okay, that's 400 bucks. I get a couple of those, you know, maybe something for like the bar or whatever. But really what I had my eyes on, they shortchanged him. Oh no. He got a thousand bucks and he's only 9,000 short of being the proud owner of the finest item the Tampa Bay team store has to offer. Any guesses what it is? is it a neon sign that has tom brady in a corset 
well, that's like St. Pauli girl with Tom Brady. Pauli girl, yeah. Uh, it's just as bright and shiny, probably gets you just as much attention from the ladies. It is a $10,000 Tampa Bay Buccaneer Swarovski crystal embedded helmet. Look at that. Yo, you're showing me the image. It literally looks like a helmet that has yeah. a bunch of cracks in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is essentially a crystal encrusted helmet with over 700 fine Swarovski crystals. Wow. I'm Please guessing Tom home. Brady did not give him that helmet. He didn't give him that. He wasn't ready to part with his Swarovski crystal helmet. Uh, so, no, I think clearly the winner here is Tom Brady. And back to the fan asking for a, a round of golf. Yeah, yeah. What would you rather have, right? Because a round of golf with Tom sounds pretty cool, but Tom's also got some pretty cool teammates, not Mike Evans. Um, he's got a guy named Gronk on his team. So would you rather mm, spend, point, okay. a, spend a day with Tom playing golf or spend a night out with Gronk on the town, maybe like a New Orleans or a Vegas night out with Gronk? So it sounds like this fan was a frat boy fan, right? So yep. obviously the right choice was to spend it out in town with Gronk, share some stories, put some, put some shots back, yeah. shoot your shot with some ladies. Definitely for that frat guy. Now, for me, who is past my frat boy days, Impossible. I would have chosen a night out with Gronk. For <laughs> yeah, sure. Right Hell answer. yeah, man. I'm not even wearing Definitely. a shirt right now. Right answer. <laughs> gotcha. Glad and we're in a grants there. So, so that, that, that's a, that's a great um, that's a great point you make. Great question you pose. I want to ask you if you have some thoughts on like if you were that fan or what you mm -hmm. think that fan could have asked for or what maybe they should have asked for. And, and maybe I'll start like one thing that I thought would be really fun is like, can I get a, a poster or a print or a centerfold of Giselle signed by Giselle? Mm -hmm. Or can I get like maybe a maybe a, a, a photos uh, made out to me. Maybe she's blowing yeah. me a kiss or something like yeah. that. And that'd be cool yeah. too. Tom Brady got two of your jerseys. Can I swap one of them for a photo signed by Giselle? That'd be neat. I love that your priorities are women. My priorities are like cold revenge and good storytelling. Like mm. I want to just, I, I wouldn't give the ball away, right? He gave away all leverage, you, just yeah, giving the ball, the ball away. You got to hold on the ball. You got to look Tom Brady in the face and say, I will give you this ball back. Lick it. If you fly to New England with me, and slap Bill Belichick across his stupid old face. Do you think he'd do it? You think Tom Brady would slap Bill Belichick to get that ball? No way. No way. No way. They say they're friends, but you, you know what? Tom Brady wouldn't even go up to the fan and ask for the ball back to get that ball. Yeah. Did you, you see it? I... It was like some staffer. It was like a. Do you think I could get the that. staffer to go slap Bill Belichick on his behalf? <laughs> the staffer would be like, <laughs> yeah. <terrifying. laughs> oh, and it becomes just a party. Just a party. Yeah, that's where Gronk meets you out and you have a night out in Boston, which sounds kind of horrible, but you guys like living up there, some of y'all. Yeah, so I, it's I, it's very clear the fan got shafted. Um, yeah. You, yeah, you definitely lost. It's that. one of those things, I think, if you if you think about it and the fact that he had the ball and he gave away all leverage, yeah, he absolutely got shafted. But the fact that, like, this dude unknowingly went to, a, like, a football game and ended up with, like, $70,000 in cash and like that's plus memorabilia point. like eh, that guy feels like a still like a like he won the lottery I'd have that, to imagine that, that, that's a good point that's a good point yeah good perspective <laughs> all right um Martin should we move on to our playoff eliminator let's do it man we that was fun hey, I'm glad we, we evaluated that trade there yeah we need more good trades and I, I don't want to talk about Mark Ingram's trade or I want to talk about those trades 
All right. So um, playoff eliminator, we've eliminated. Um, let me try to guess some. The Jets, the Jaguars. I think, did we eliminate the Steelers? Uh, we, we eliminated elim- the Texans. Mm-hmm. Did we eliminate? Uh, we eliminated the, uh, the Giants. Yes to some of those. I like you playing the guessing game. I'll just read the list. We've eliminated <laughs> the Bears, the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Patriots, the Giants, and the Jets. Ooh. Last week was a three for Right, that's why we gave three. Okay, so what, what? I'm sorry, can you say it again? Broncos, Jets, Bears, Giants, Jets. Patriots. And the Patriots. We did take out the Patriots. Are the Giants out? They are out. Yes, sir. Both okay. of the New York Jags are out. Mm-hmm. Jags are out. Patriots are out. Okay. Okay. And now we're eliminating. Is it one team today? Yeah, let's do one team. We'll catch up later if we All have right. to. I've got a very obvious nomination. Should I go first? Are you going to give a spicy one? I'm not in the place to give a spicy one right All now. All right. Let's let go with the uh, the lame one because we eliminated three last. Yeah. Last Miami Dolphins. Wow. How have they not been eliminated already? Because they're one and six. How have the Texans not been eliminated yet? They're also one and six. I believe in Davis Mills. He's just going to get better. Okay, plot twist. We're eliminating two then. <laughs> I'm with and, it. And the that Miami Dolphins. These, this is easy. Football's easy. Why do these guys make it so much harder than it needs to be? Mm-hmm. All right. That was easy. Should we get to fantasy? We're a little over halfway through, so how about we do it? Let's do it. I'm excited to talk about this week. We had this some is, great this games. This was a great week, man. All right. So uh, one matchup, two matchups, three matchups. Three matchups were decided by two points or less. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, one team, obviously, as the biggest loser. And then one team stay undefeated. So where should we start? You know, let's just fucking sing Ryan's praises and get it over with. I'm getting sick of that guy. <laughs> All right. So uh, Ryan, Ryan Reagan, sorry. Yeah. He faced uh glenn auto draft glenn and this was a pretty impressive matchup because well spoiler alert ryan stayed undefeated he scored Mm -hmm. the the high uh score for the week and he did a great job working with the bye weeks and getting subs in like good job uh ryan matt ryan got him some points Devontae freeman was a great sub uh, but if you look at his bench, he's got a lot of players, including the Jacksonville offense mm-hmm. on by, and he may do, um, and he scored 132 points. So I, I'm keeping it short, Ryan, keeping rolling. Good job, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Reagan. I've, I've heard that his Jamar chase Jersey is, is in the mail coming his way and that Steven kiss has offered his entire team to just get the best LSU receiver in the league right now. Glenn also put up a good week. We should like, you know, for, for he how much we poop on Glenn, week. I, I, I will, I, I do get to put him on blast because he started a Baltimore Ravens defense who at the beginning of the week, we probably didn't see giving up 41 points, no. but ooh, they did baby Glenn putting a negative oh, six no, up no, no, no. in the what defensive department. Um, other than that, there's really not much else to fix. On I'll be positive defense. guy here. Glenn would have beaten anyone else in the league this week. Yeah, and he he makes it more compelling if he starts the Colts defense. That's an 18-point swing and a win right there. So it's not even compelling. It's just a win. He's Holy one play crap. away. 18-point swing. Yeah, wow. he's, he's one play away from, from getting his second so win right, and yeah. sending Ryan spiraling into the loser's column. But, but 
you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, Glenn takes the loss, drops to one and six. Minneapolis mm-hmm. Miracle keeps rolling to seven and zero. I'm gonna let's let's look at his uh, let's look at his schedule because I wonder when or if he might ever lose. All right, yeah. so I've got it pulled up. Um, let's look at his schedule. He's seven and zero right now. Okay. Yep. Oh, that schedule just just brought me to is uh his team his player schedule well i've got you he plays stephen kiss this week followed by steve deptola mm-hmm. so he's got to go through two steves he's then got to go through a ryan i'm gonna cook. say win win there go ahead yeah, it's uh he's, he gets a three and four ryan cook and a four and three alvin ong so ryan cook barely escaped being the low score so i don't feel good about that um team ong might have david montgomery back he's a pretty good team there's there's a chance there Although yeah. I crushed Team Ong this week, so yep. he's sending into I'm excited to talk about that crushing. <laughs> uh, as a David Montgomery owner in a different league, Khalil Herbert's usage is starting mm-hmm. to concern me that even when David Montgomery comes Ooh. back, we're going to see probably a 70-30, maybe 60-40 split. Okay. With a little bit of Williams sprinkled in, even though it's not necessary. But knowing Matt Nagy, he will figure out a way to ruin this rotation. Uh, and then to finish up the season, he's got, he's got Murderer's Row because um, these guys are all bad. Now, actually, Rob's got a good team. Rob's got uh, a good team. He's got Rob in t- week 12, uh, Glenn again, and then plays Stephen Kiss. What All I can say is he's lucky that he doesn't play you and me twice this year, buddy, because we would have had his number a second time around. It's hard to beat a good team twice. Exactly. Here's my prediction for what's going to happen, all right? Yeah. I told you he's going to go win, 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 win. Alvin against Team Ong, I think he'll sneak out a win. Uh-huh. Alvin and Rob, you could lose to either of those teams, but I think they'll um, ride this the uh, momentum and win. And aside, Ryan's got to be pumped that we're spending like a whole four minutes talking about how good he is, right? Oh, so cheers, dude, Ryan. He's like losing his but mind right my now prediction on this couch, is eating sliced cheese, <laughs> popcorn. NFL popcorn Week Thirteen. All yeah. right, circle that. Who's he got? Team Glenn Thorpe again. Mm-hmm. My prediction is Glenn is going to start the Colts D instead of the Ravens D and give mm-hmm. him a win. Atta boy, atta boy. Week thirteen, Devonte Adams is on a bye, so he's got to replace his best receiver. We'll see. We're we're planning his downfall, which seems kind of unfair to do on this podcast. I, I will say to to Ryan, I would try to lose a game, buddy. I think it's a lot of pressure to go undefeated in the playoffs to try to pull off the perfect season in fantasy. Yeah, give your guys some rest. Uh, it's tough, man. I've tried to do it a couple times, and it's not worked out for me pretty well or very well. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. I'm going to go to Morning Chubb versus Team Tyreek. Yeah. All right. And so Morning Chubb, we'll get right to it, wins this matchup by 20 points. Team Tyreek, barely by less than a tenth, wait, by 0.12 points. Yeah. Barely avoids being the biggest loser of the week. Should we start with Team Tyreek with the, with the Ryan Cooks? We can start with the, the worst Darnold team in this bad matchup. Scored 2.4 points. Yeah. Mike Davis scored one point. Not You're, to outdo him. What the <laughs> F is he? He started doing, both man? both of the Atlanta running backs knowing that Corderell was going to be the only one that had points. He's going to be he like believed. among them. I should get at least 10 points, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, he's got to be upset with how Kansas City's trending to being a proud Tyreek owner and team namesake. Tyreek Hill is subbed uh, double digit week. Jalen Waddle, slightly productive week, loss of volume, no touchdowns yet this year, um, or in recent weeks, I should say. 
Alex uh, Collins, yeah. watching Alex Collins and that's uh was it the Monday night game? Oh, that yeah. was that was a great fantasy football matchup because yeah. there was a lot at play. And oh my gosh, Alex Collins, every time he got it, I had zero confidence he was gonna get more than like four or five yards. There yeah. were some negative twos, there were a lot of zeros, there were some one and twos, but barely Alex Collins got him um out of the podcast invite this week. Yep. Nick Folk is his best player, man. Nick Folk is his all-star. Oh, he, yeah, him and Corderell Patterson, the all-stars on his team. Yeah, this matchup is just a lot of fun to look at when neither team breaks 100 points and you get to kind of dissect this yuck of a mess. Uh, on For Plasic's team. Yeah, I mean, let's get to Plasic's team. He's, he's got Brady <laughs> and everyone else. I mean, Khalil Herbert, like I said, is, is, is being really, really productive. If there was kind of a surprise to me this week, it was Khalil Herbert a running back against Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, running, running backs. Defense. Yeah. And he gets a hundred yards on the ground, catches a few passes and has a, in my opinion, a great week against a great defense, even though his team scored three points in total. Cause the bears are bad at football. Good point. I, I don't even care that he won and that he has, you know, some like average players doing okay. I care that he started levy on bell. Dude, let's talk about this. His RB2 has been an issue all season long. Remember <laughs> season. he started Mark Ingram. Yeah. Remember? What yeah. he had some other RB2s that were just out of out of this world. Oh Ooh. yeah. Uh the guy in, in uh New David York. Johnson? He, New York. No. Oh my god, what's his name? Devontae oh, Booker. Oh yeah, Devontae Booker. Yeah. I bet he wishes he's got Devontae Booker <laughs> oh, he now. Wish he had Devontae <laughs> Booker. And he started Le'Veon Bell. You're right. Le'Veon Bell got him less than a point. Less than a point. Le'Veon Bell, what was his his he got five carries? For five yards, which for the math geniuses in the room, he averaged one yard a carry. That's he worse than one. Alex Collins. He had one reception for negative one yards. That was his points. Was that one reception? His <laughs> point four points up to point nine. Oh my god. Oh so is... let's give some advice to Plasic here. All right. Hey Plasic, pick up Mark Ingram again. All right. He'll do yeah. he'll do you better. He's back with the Saints, baby. Yeah. Uh man, I and I also just personally love following Jacoby Myers. When I found out that he is this far into his NFL career without a touchdown, I week by week track him to see if he's got his touchdown. And it did not happen this week. Poor Jacoby Myers will always get five to six catches a game and not one of them for a touchdown. I love it. Yeah. So that was the only other matchup that was, uh, that was frankly, you know, not a good matchup. Yeah. Let's um, let's go with the next lowing scoring matchup and uh, we'll, we'll do that's uh, that's your matchup, Martin. So CD CD's nuts um, barely edges out the Eastern Washington all-stars. Hey, but let's not forget that I only barely edged him out because I left Tyler Lockett's 2.2 points on the bench. (laughs) Going into that game, I was like, well, he can only lose me this game. He can't win me at any (laughs) point. He did not win you the game, man. I I, I have these premonitions in my head. It's like someone else didn't win someone else the game. (laughs) Sorry, Catching a screen pass, getting blown up by some poor Saints breaking his ankle, fumbling, and that's it. I lost. (laughs) So I I had to sit him. I'm clearly a battered Seahawks fan right now. Um, I'll tell you what. Going into this week, when I got to start Christian Kirk and A.J. Green on Arizona, I didn't feel good about it. (laughs) <laughs> but I got that win though. It was weird cheering for Arizona receivers, not named Deandre Hopkins. Be like, Oh, he threw it to the average receiver. Good, good. <laughs> yes. Good job, Kyler. Keep that up. Uh, yeah. Christian Kirk gets me 13 and AJ. So if you're telling me the two receivers combined for like 20, 21 points, like I I'm pretty, pumped that's not about bad. That. 
Yeah. Joe, Joe Mixon gets what I would call a garbage time touchdown to salvage his week. And Derrick Henry has pro, what I hope is the worst week of his career, not the season. Good thing you're led by the MVP, Matt Stafford. I am led by an MVP, Matt Stafford, who like, you know, I, I don't think he blew it up, but he did have like four first half touchdowns. Or was that last week? I, I'm forgetting, but Three, yeah, 20, last week was four in the first half. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, so yeah, 27 points, I, I think is, is fantastic. Packers defense does it. Ryan Suckup is the most average kicker ever. I had a lot of guys on by this week, you know, CD lamb, my Buffalo offense, uh, Kadarius Tony is still out for, you know, being the softest receiver ever, but I'm excited <laughs> for him to come back might see a little bit of Deshaun Watson on my bench. I'm preparing for uh, maybe uh, a trade to happen. Maybe for Deshaun Watson to be relevant. And if anyone needs a little Deshaun Watson. Um, But yeah, I like to think that I didn't win this matchup. Like no, 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 no player on my team won me this matchup. I agree. What won me this matchup is you probably already know is the Tennessee defense. Mm, That's true. The Tennessee defense absolutely destroying I mean, if you were to tell me that Patrick Mahomes and Daryl Williams combined for 13 points, thank you, Tennessee. Wow. Thank you, everyone on that defense. I can't name a single one of you because Kenny Vaccaro is not there anymore. Um, yeah. The horns. Yeah. So let's, yeah, bad. let's look at Steve's roster, Steve's team. I feel like the last six weeks we've been like, Steve's team, Pat Mahomes did really well. Everyone else, eh, not those, not so good. Yeah. Yeah. This week, Steve's team, Pat Mahomes sucked less than eight points. Everyone else pulled their weight. And a couple of things, okay? Steve could have had this win in a couple of ways. He could have played, I don't know, Kirk Kirk, Kirk Cousins on by. He could have played probably like (laughs) 10 other quarterbacks to give him the win, right? He could have played to Ernest Johnson, who he picked up on waivers and then just left on the bench. I don't know what for. (laughs) That would have got him the win. He's got Chubba Hubbard, bro. Chubba Hubbard. He could have played Corey Davis for the Jets over over, uh, Cortland Sutton, and and that would have gotten him a win. Damian Harris got him 25 points. His team scored 54. Damian Harris did his best. His players did his best. Pat Mahomes let him down, and man, at this point, the Eastern Washington All-Stars is like a little bit getting a little bit too close to the Detroit Lions. They're just finding bad ways to lose. Yeah, this to me is a matchup that I shouldn't have won, and I have no complaints winning. I am not going to apologize for being just a little bit better than a guy who had the worst week he probably could have had from a lot of positions. Um, Mike Gusecki going forward is an every week start. Damian Harris. Yeah, he looks, as he well. looks That's, good. Hey, so I think him going forward, right? Chris McCaffrey gets healthy. He's got Damian Harris. Uh, Dearness Johnson really was a, a one week winter. We can't c- consider him to be there down the road. I mean, he's got pieces to if they're clicking on all cylinders, but yeah, he's unfortunately the weeks where you know ro- there's been weeks where Robert Woods has been bad and now Patrick Holmes is bad for whatever reason. Chubba Hubbard is never going to be good. Stop playing Chubba Hubbard when you have Dearness Johnson. <laughs> what are you oh doing? Should you doing? I play the running back that's starting in a great running offense who's yeah, without their quarterback? Out, yeah. Or should I start a guy named Chuba? <laughs> who's Sam Darnold is his quarterback. He scored three points. <laughs> whatever. They're bad, but I'm, I'm excited for the future of his team, right? Chris McCaffrey comes back. I really like long-term Rashad Bateman, even if yeah. it's not this season, but next season is like his I keeper, I think will be good. Um, and he's won a, you know, Aaron Jones injury away from AJ Dillon being an every week start at running back mm-hmm. too. So yeah. there's hope for Steve. This, this was, it's a bad one for him to lose. Thanks, Steve. Steve keep playing. 
Yep, it's all because I donated to his his runathon, and he felt like ah, I've got to let Martin have this one. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Yeah, thanks. The next one is another close matchup, less than two points. Still milking the beer mile, breaks the mm. hundred point mark, but barely mm. loses to Lights Camara Action, who took out his best player Alvin Camara because yep. he was worried he yep. would get negative points from yep. him. Yep. Only what, to have how thirty. Do you, how, how do you feel about that move? Because. Yeah, you know, people will say it's a smart move. You've already got the win um, mm-hmm. locked up, but then I would say that is a no confidence in your best player. I'm not trying to just win. I'm yeah. trying to demolish my opponent, and I didn't do that. I'm just saying that's that kind of move. Yeah, to 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 you know, Rob's defense in the group thirty points chat. from Kamara on the bench. Yeah, Rob Rob's in in the group chat is like, hey, I've got the win. Um, waivers in our league right now are decided by record and then the tiebreaker is points for i'm going to try not to score points for and have a better waiver position okay. I, actually I don't i don't i don't know if that changed Taking anything notes. for waivers at all um I, I don't think it was a lack of confidence in alvin kamara as much as like yeah this this win is kind of sealed up i have actually read some interesting articles about teams always having every position filled like you can't sit guys and if you have guys on by like you have to drop somebody you cannot just like put out like half a team just like in the real nfl you can't just like mm. not play like players you're like the nba is probably a better example when like you rest players for the hell of it you can get fined mm-hmm. uh it's an interesting kind of dynamic too so i i think that would be interesting going forward i know i myself kind of cheated the rule this week but rob's team did just enough to get through on a on a bad aaron jones week a very normal hunter renfro week um deandre swift <laughs> taking his you know that first play long and pretty much doing nothing from there uh that's that's enough to win who from matt i i think he's got to be kicking himself because he had probably the best week he could have had and the only mistake he made was oh. sitting michael pittman which before the game starts you don't really think that's going to be the one that bites you you know, if there was one guy, I think maybe it's probably sitting Terry McLaurin for Michael Pittman. I think Michael really? Pittman, Michael no. Pittman has no, no, is no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I I just have a lot. I think Terry McLaurin's most recent weeks, if I pull him up, four point eight, six point six. So in two weeks, he got maybe eleven points. Uh, it was kind of trending down for, but he's still the receiver one there, but going against a, a green Bay defense, I was like, ah, maybe, or you think, oh, it's a PPR league. Maybe Michael Pittman scores more than Devonta Booker. Yeah, maybe. exactly. This is what you do. All right. You put in the Detroit line, Jamal Williams, instead of Miles Sanders, who when, when, when healthy, doesn't even get the ball, got injured. Yep. That would have won in the game. Or you could have put Devontae Booker and you're starting um, and then started Jamal Williams as a flex. Yep. That would have won you the game too. Yep. Either way, Matt I'll, takes the L. Yeah. I will say technically wouldn't win him the game in the sense that then Rob has to play Kamara. Kamara that's has 30 and Rob you're right. wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, those are the only mistakes he's making. But I think that's a really great uh, week for, for Matt's team and and having Joe Burrow on, on Dak's bye week. That's He's got quarterbacks going forward. He's yeah. just unfortunately dealing with what at least one team in every league is, and that's Saquon Barkley's lingering injury problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Rob's got a pretty good roster, so he's probably going to be a good team moving forward for maybe one of the first times ever. He does, man. I look at this and it's, it's, it's not all too bad. He, he is clearly in, in the uh, same, similar driver's seat to Ryan Reagan as far as running the table going forward. Yeah. All right. So let's move to our last matchup before we get to our biggest loser. And it's Hurts touchdown. Unbelievable. unbelievable. With, With the unbelievable victory. Ass whooping. Ass whooping. 
108.94 to 108.08. I can maybe give kind of my rundown of of how this happened and especially the last game. And and then Mm -hmm. we'd love to hear from you. So again, I just love this team. All right. It's by far, it's not the most talented. There's a huge gap in in talent here. But this team plays hard. They scrappy. They gym rats. Mm-hmm. They, they fight. These. Oh, they, they fight, fight these. them. Yeah. These. Um, so my guy Jalen Hurts again leading the way. <laughs> He's um, so bad in the real world. I this is how much in trouble my team is. I still started Cole Komet. Ah, the man yeah. with uh, yeah. with less vowels than you would think in his last name. So I um, was up maybe around 20 points going into the Monday night game, right? Mm-hmm. And Alvin has DK Metcalf playing. Yep. Okay. And he has the Saints defense playing. Okay. And maybe their first drive of the game. All right. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith throws like a 20 some, 25 yard pass to DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf breaks two tackles and scores a touchdown. That play alone was worth like 15 points. House is it? And I text oh, Dennis God. immediately, <laughs> immediately, because I, because in my seat, I, I can't lose this, right? I've won my matchup. I'm protected on the podcast. It's like yep. the little idol that you have behind you in Survivor. Yep. Like I, I can't be touched now. But there's no losing for me, right? Because when Alvin loses, that's when our podcast gets win. the most listens, right? Like everyone in America wants to tune in. But if Dennis loses, I get to rub it in his face for an hour. So like I'm in a really good spot. And so yep. I test Dennis immediately. And so I'm shitting my pants. And I'm shitting my pants so much. I text Alvin and I'm like, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> Alvin's on a flight. Right, classic Alvin's on the flight. He's like, yep. he's like, what, what, what happened? What happened? I'm on a globe <laughs> and I tell him, and he's like, you know, typical. Let's go, DK Metcalf. Yeah, my team is awesome. And I'm like, just you wait, brother. Your defense is going to score negative points because scary Geno Smith is going to mm-hmm. put up numbers on your team. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. The Saints D got a bunch of (laughs) double digits, scored 10 points, and he still lost. Gino got it to DK Metcalf maybe one, two more times that whole game. One more time. Holy moly. You remember week one when the uh, Raiders beat the Ravens in overtime, and it was just back and forth close? This was like that, um, where I barely escaped. Again, my team just playing lockdown defense and crunch time when it matters to get me the win. So thank you, Hertz. Thank you, my team. Yeah. Thank you, Gino Smith, for not throwing to DK. Woo! Yeah, I'll tell you. Alvin this year. As a Seahawks fan, it, it hurt to watch that game. Like, it's hurt to watch a lot of games recently. Um, DK Metcalf, that first catch is uh, for 84 yards and a touchdown. Yep. He finishes that game with two catches, 96 yards and a touchdown. It was two catches. Two catches. Nice. He got one more catch for 12 yards. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, I told you guys that I could hit DK Metcalf. Uh, Coach Carroll, I'm still here, brother. I am ready. I've had enough of my beer to say, fuck Lattimore, whatever cornerback was on him. I could get the ball Thank to you. DK Metcalf. And he couldn't. And as a Tyler Lockett owner, he also could not get a Tyler Lockett. Yo, how, why I, I don't know if he got the D- ball to yeah. anyone. Gosh, why do you not throw it to – he got it to Freddie Swain or something yeah. Swain yeah. or something Freddie like Swain is, is clearly the guy to have apparently in the – yeah, to go to the box score and make it hurt just so much more for me. Geno Smith is 12 for 22. 
and he gets two to DK, four to Freddie Swain, two to Tyler Lockett, three to Gerald Everett, and one to Alex Collins. And that one to Alex Collins was was really nice for Cook. He was <laughs> very appreciative of that one to Alex Collins. Ah, uh, the Seahawks are so bad right now yeah. without Russell Wilson. And this is just a gentle reminder to anyone that's an NFL fan: the quarterback is the most important position in professional sports and can really hide a lot of your deficiencies, aka everything. If you're the Seahawks, here's the thing. All right, so let's look at our rosters in this. Um, does anyone think my roster is more talented? I'm going to say no. All right. Yet me and team Ong mm-hmm. are, have the same record. All right. Yeah. So clearly team Ong is one of those. They're flashy. They're divas. They're talented. They're first round picks. They think they're hot yeah. shit. Yeah. You know what? Welcome to the league. We're going to punch you in the face. You're going to lose uh-huh. Hi guys. They've got the chip on their shoulders. They're the mm-hmm. Tom Brady's team. Ong is the Jamarcus Russell's of the league. So suck it. Uh-huh. Shit. I love looking at Tyler Boyd and Antonio Gibson thinking of them as Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> He's so big. All right. I think we have one last matchup. Yeah, the one last up. matchup. And it brings Ooh, us to the worst team. Yep. Our biggest loser of the week. Um, so we've got Believeland yep. facing the red hot Julius Peppers. And Believeland uh, gets a nice 40 point victory behind. Cooper Cup, of course. Uh, Kyler Murray has a decent day. Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. that's pretty much enough to win it. He gets like basically single digits from everyone but his kicker, but mm-hmm. it was enough. And Mr. Lena Fournette, of course. Regular season Lenny. Regular season Lenny. Uh, yeah, it's it, it might be his year again. He's back to ha- he's 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 above five hundred. He's got a winning yep. record. Yep. Kiss has got to be on a winning good. streak, right? He. Um, I have no idea. I have well, no he's won idea. at least one in a row. So that's a he winning te- streak. That's a streak. That's yeah. a streak. Unfortunately, he played me last week and lost. So how did I forget that? He's, <laughs> but he's, it's, it's, yes, he's got one, baby. He's got one. Um, it might be his year again. This is another um, good week for him to get a win with the buys that he had. Missing Dalvin Cook, George Kittle still hurt, missing Mike Williams, holding on to Greg the leg for some reason. Uh, yeah, that's a good one to win. Um, what are you actually, talking about? Are you I'm still looking talking? At my, sorry, gang. ESPN <laughs> took me to Glenn's team instead, and I just blindly analyzed that shit. I was like, those aren't LSU players. Let's see if it's that true. Right. It's still true because he lost Justin Jefferson, Zach Moss, and Cole Beasley, who he sometimes plays. I mean, I guess Zach Moss is kind of an upgrade from Naheem Hines and his 1.7 points. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a good win for kiss and it's a bad loss for Kenny and Kenny had a way out of being the worst player this week, but he refused mm-hmm. to drop the Cowboys defense or Marvin Jones or any other bad player on his team when the time came. Well, why didn't you just get a different defense? The Cowboys defense isn't good enough for you to keep on their bye week, bro. I wonder if he looks at this and he says, okay, Josh Allen's out. Why you still got Tyson Williams? Ezekiel Elliott. So out. many what? questions. Why does he have Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray? <laughs> He's got fault. He's got. He loses oh, Ezekiel Elliott, God. Amari Cooper, and Josh Allen to buy. And I, I gotta think that in his head, he's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna lose this one, and that's okay with me." Uh, and that's a bad mindset to have. And that is why Kenny, congratulations. Congrats. You are our biggest, biggest loser, loser this week, and, buddy. Oh, Kenny. Real cunt Kenny couldn't make it because apparently he's got work to do. Well, um, actually, you know, what I like to think is that Kenny um, didn't drop the Cowboys D and he purposely lost his matchup just for a chance to get on the podcast. He yep. purposely was the biggest loser 
that joke <laughs> shout out to melissa beers my girlfriend ah. at that joke i i laughed for at least like four seconds at that joke there but anyways know, a solid laugh um he got a little stage fright couldn't make it tonight he's got work he says it's real work but i heard after the uh, golf game you guys played yesterday he might be at the driving range right now yeah he's the one that got worked which is a funny thing so we went out we went out golfing a, ni- a nice little par three nights play and Kenny, you know, he's, his game has improved, but it was me and Stephanie and, and uh, Kenny and Melissa, the four of us. And I'll tell you what, Stephanie was swinging it pretty well. And early on, Stephanie was, was the one scoring better. And she said, I know this is killing Kenny inside for me to be beating him. <laughs> and Kenny's taking Kenny's taking all these practice shots. He's he's looking for his ball. He's running from one side of the green to the other, a la Craig Yon looking for his oh, ball. Oh, my man Kenny was, golf. was was struggling um, in that golf game. And maybe you're right. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's out at the driving range. But have no fear, podcast, because we have fake Kenny here. Mm. Fake Kenny, say hello. Hi, everyone. Fake Kenny here. <laughs> All right, Fake Kenny, we should have just a couple of questions for you and then want to get yeah. your advice. Um, my first question is, why did you start a defense on by knowing it would not score you any points? Well, real Dennis, the answer to that is, is it's quite simple. I didn't want to get the Glenn Thorpe treatment on this podcast by starting a defense that scored negative points. So I thought the safest thing to safe. do would play a defense that scores no points. Well, in your defense, Big Kenny, it wouldn't have made a difference. You lost by 30, bro. That's Thanks true. Coming on the pod. Yeah. I like to think that uh, Kenny's fantasy team shot a pretty good golf score. 73. That's, 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 that's a good score. Good, good score. Kenny. That is also what Kenny shot on a par three course on nine holes. So good job, <laughs> Martin. Oh! Do you have any? Uh, do you have any questions for Fake Kenny? You know, I I, I don't. I, I didn't know we were going to have Fake Kenny here tonight, but I'm a. Uh, I'll be looking for real Kenny to have a, a a bounce back week next week with all his players coming back from by. Fake Kenny, I've got one more question for you. Okay. Oh, Fake Kenny here. <laughs> so on your bench, you have Tyson Williams, yep. Latavius Murray, Josh yep. Gordon. You so I will first be positive and say i'm glad you didn't start them you made the right decision there yeah but my question is why the hell are they on your roster is there at any point are you going to feel good starting tyson williams who was the starter after all those injuries and then the ravens went and got like four more running backs because they feel Mm -hmm. good about you or josh gordon who is playing like two snaps yeah why do you have them on your team bro uh well the last Madden that my mom bought me was was Madden 11, and Latavius Murray and Josh Gordon were pretty good then. They were like uh, 79s, right? Yeah, pretty good. yeah they, they were starting. They're middling running backs and receivers <laughs> on their teams. 11 might have been too far back to go. And I just really like the color purple. It, uh, ah. it, it, it makes my eyes sparkle. So gotcha. I'm big, big on the Ravens. Wow, Kenny, you're so vain. Well, hey, congratulations, Kenny. You are our biggest loser of the week. I uh, hope you're getting your work done. Hope you're studying that golf swing. Hope you're trying to drop Tyson, Latavius, Josh Gordon for anyone else. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Go, go Bucks. My wife went to Ohio State, so go Bucks. That's what they say, All right? All right. So that does it for our week seven. 
our fantasy recap for this year. That does yes, it sir. for our biggest loser, our golf star, Kenny Kang. Thank you for coming on the pod. Martin, should we wrap it up with our picks? Yeah, let's hit picks and let's get out of here. All right, so what is our picks record at this point, Mark? So far, you know, we're going into week eight of uh, the NFL season, but believe it or not, due to a hectic, um, you know, schedule that's set forth by our producers and sound editors, we've only picked five of them so far. Mm. Uh, And right now going into week eight, I have a ever so slight lead, uh, three to two. To recap last week, uh, Dennis swung for the fences. Oh, we don't and, need uh, to recap that class. And week. he he got he got five of uh, of thirteen, and and I and I got nine of them, and it, and it feels good. So I'm ready to piss this lead away. This Rushing. Week. Yep. So what's the first game? All right, the first game is the Packers at the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, yep. who are favored by five and a half. Yep. Are you starting or am I starting? Uh let's. You know what? How I'll about start. you start? Well, yeah, I'm you start. Winner starts. I'm almost yep. done with this beer here. Um, which by the way, is it's like drinking like, like pumpkin whiskey cough syrup. It's, it's quite thick and it's 13%. Give it to me, daddy. Are you sure you're not supposed to water it down? Like yeah, powder? I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm cutting it with my water, my Yeti here. I'm just going back and forth <laughs> in my own mouth. Uh, so it, it this game comes down Gargling to before you swallow, do you trust Arizona to keep that streak alive? Do you think Aaron Rodgers can rain on their parade. And do you think he can do it without Devontae Adams? Because Devontae Adams is missing this game for COVID. Let me give uh, you a stat right here. I'm going to interrupt yep. you. In my app, power rankings, the uh-huh. Cardinals are first. The Packers are second in power rankings. So Two good teams. Uh, their last five versus the spread, 5-0. and oh, Both of them. Something's oh, got to give. Something has got to give. I like the Green Bay defense to give Arizona more fits than they're used to. I think Arizona might squeak one out. I really like this game. I, you know, Deont- obviously Devontae Adams being out is a big deal. I think Aaron Rodgers can find a way uh, like Drake and Josh. I'm going to take, oh, J.J. Watt. Get an update here while we're on the podcast. There's the app update. J.J. Watt is likely out for the year. Oh, and who's what team does he play for? He plays for the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's uh, God telling me that I'm picking Green Bay in this one. So this is very difficult for me. And I think before the J.J. Watt, I might have picked differently. Mm -hmm. But to be contrarian, as is tradition, I will pick the Cardinals. Okay. All right. Next game. Next game is the Panthers at Whoa, at the my uh, an ad just popped up. Panthers at the Falcons were favored by two and a half. I do this every week and I'm crazy, but I'll continue to be crazy. Give me the freaking Sam Darnold Panthers. Yeah. Is McCaffrey coming back ever? Maybe. Hopefully? I don't know. I have ah, no give me the Panthers, anyways. It's yeah, it's do you like the sad kitties over the sad birdies and i'll take the sad birdies at home i i don't know how they're favorited i would make this a push game if i was vegas yeah. say just pick a team they both suck they both suck they both suck uh, speaking of teams that suck the jets host cincinnati this week and they make cincinnati a nine and a half point favorite and misa don't think that's high enough so so i'm gonna go with cincinnati that was my jar jar binks by the way I like it. That was good. I like it. I caught on. So the Bengals are tops in the AFC. They just crushed the Baltimore Ravens. Meanwhile, the Jets have been eliminated from the playoffs. They're bottom in the AFC. Their starting quarterback went down. 
They have no one we know on defense. Give me the. They got Joe Flacco coming, baby. Dude, it's Max White or Kevin White or something (laughs) like that. Again, some guy we've never heard of. Yeah. All right, L.A. Rams going to Houston to face the Texans, who get plus fourteen and a half. Yeah. Who you got? Or is it me? It's you, which I think you also picked Cincinnati, but you didn't tell me. So we'll pick Cincinnati. And this one, I I want the Rams. Okay. I also hate picking like, you know, the the favorite when you pick the favorite, but I also have the Rams pooping on a Davis Mills team that scores three points a game. Um, (laughs) Next is Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo, another big favorite at home, 13 and a half points. This is a Miami team that has been a little bit more productive with Tua Tagovailoa coming back, uh, putting up some points. We all know Buffalo does it on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Man, until proven otherwise, it's a division mashup. I think they take this seriously. I'll take Buffalo at home. Yeah, I really wanted Buffalo, um, and you had to pick them, you asshole. So Tua Tagovailoa is throwing touchdowns. Give me the Dolphins. All right. That feels so bad. I know. (laughs) Next one, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions, who are plus 3.5. I think this is one of the one or two options that the Lions have left this season of winning a game. Give me the Lions. This, to me, looks like the ones the Lions can win, but I made a promise to all of our passionate listeners at home that I would never, ever pick the Lions again, and I'm sticking to that promise. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, they do get the Bears down the road, so you'll have two pretty That's, bad that was That was the other, that was the other yeah. um, potential option. Or you can pray to your Lord and Savior that Russell Wilson just takes the rest of the year off when they play the Seahawks in Week 16. All right, up next we have a, a sad Pittsburgh team going to a maybe sadder Cleveland team. Cleveland gets three and a half points at home. I got to assume one of their running backs is back. Maybe Baker Mayfield's back. Is Baker coming back? I don't know. I should read injury reports. I think Chubb. I, I think things. Chubb will be coming back. I think he will be coming back. And we all know Dearness Johnson is still there. Uh, I will take Cleveland at home mostly because of their defense and Ben Roethlisberger's inability to escape any kind of rush. Defense travels, and is also good when they're at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ernest Johnson, four <laughs> touchdowns. Give me the Browns. Yeah. Cheers. We'll still be on Steve's bench. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Playing maybe. <laughs> The San Fran 49ers at the Chicago Bears who get plus three and a half. I have no idea how to pick this one. I don't know why I want to pick the Bears. I've been picking them the last few weeks. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I have Bears are at home. I don't think either of these teams is that good. I have no idea what to do. Give me the 49ers. Yeah, I'm also taking the 49ers. I think, you know, while I do like to poop on Jimmy Garoppolo, what, what happened to them? was in quite the crazy weather game. I think Chicago is still all Since around. Since you picked bad. the 49ers, is it okay if I pick switch to the Bears? I'll let you switch to the Bears. All That's right. fine. It'll be a, a... I kind of thought about switching with you, so <laughs> it'll make sense. As I was in that, as I was analyzing that game, I was like, I'm gonna lose this one. Uh, <laughs> I don't like either of the picks. Totally, yeah, that's bad. Let's just not pick that one. All right, we have Tennessee going to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a half point favorite. There's not a game I feel more confident in than Tennessee pooping on Indianapolis. And I know Indy's got a good defense, but man, half a point. Derrick Henry's gonna take that half a point all day, baby. So it's Colts plus point five. That yep. means yep. if this team goes into overtime and ends in a tie. Yeah. The Colts win. Yeah. Right? 
with that said, give me the Titans. It's not going yeah. into overtime. I mean, I, I out of the quarterbacks playing, I would take Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry before I took Carson Wentz <laughs> as my quarterback. I'd run a lot Next of quarterback draw. Is uh, Jaguars. They're still in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're playing in America this week. If that tells you anything. They're not going to the, win then. The Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three and a half. Yeah. I'll pick the Seahawks. The Jaguars cannot win in America. When is Vegas going to stop making me believe the Seahawks are the favorite? It's like, are the Jaguars that bad? The Jaguars have had a bye week to think about the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. Yeah, there's a lot to think about there. I mean, if I look at the games the Jaguars lost, they've lost them by a lot of points. <laughs> it's, I don't know like what I'm missing. I Would you like to pick the Seahawks? God, no. I don't know. Maybe as maybe I'll just hedge my bets as a Seahawks fan and pick Jacksonville. That way I at least like can Ooh. be proud of one thing in my life. Okay, it's it, maybe, maybe it's the reverse jinx. God, the Seahawks suck. You guys suck. All right. We have New England going to the Chargers, and the Chargers are a five and a half point favorite. Uh, last week showed us New England can put up points. We also know Bill Belichick's defense does travel and will take away, you know, your best weapon. But what is the Chargers' best weapon, right? Are you going to take Eckler? away? Keenan Allen? I would like make Williams? the case it's Eckler. You probably should say Jared it's Cook. Williams. It's probably they're taking <laughs> away Jared Cook, baby. It's probably Mike Williams just because of like the deep play threat and just the the quick points he can put on the board. Um, and we all know that there is no such thing as a home game for the Chargers. They only play away games because mm-hmm. they have no fan base. I still like the Chargers in this one by five and a half. Yeah. I don't have any reason to pick the Patriots. Give me the Chargers. Yeah. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New Orleans to visit the Saints. Saints plus four and a half. Yep. I like the New Orleans Saints. I think the majority of America is picking the Buccaneers on this. But Tom Brady, he's got all the records. What left does he have to prove? He's not going to play that hard. Whereas Jameis Winston, he doesn't know what the hell he has to prove, but he's going to sling it anyways. Give me the Saints. Give me Alvin Kamara. Give me the Saints at home to cover. If we know anything about Tom Brady, it's that he loves not being motivated. He hates trying. (laughs) If we know anything about me, it's that I love being in the majority of America and picking Tampa Bay. Thank you for making this one really easy. You're welcome, brother. All right. Next, we have Washington going to Denver, and the Shy Broncos are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And... God, this is another game. This, this is oh, this sucks. This sucks so bad. What was the other game that we hated? The other game we hated was the Jackson Seahawks, San Francisco, oh, and the Bears. God. There were a couple of there were a couple. This of is them. a week that makes Panthers, my skin Falcons, crawl. Yeah. Um, I am going to take Denver and hope that the altitude makes Tyler Heineke dizzy. That's it. That's my analysis. Okay, so this is what I was thinking. The Broncos have sucked. <laughs> so bad. The Washington football team has, they have like maybe literally the worst defense in the league, which was definitely a surprise. So none of these teams is giving me any confidence. So what I'll do is you pick the Broncos, I'll pick the Washington football yeah. team. How did the Washington defense get so bad? 
Next one. Next one. Cowboys visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Uh-huh. Vikings get plus two and a half. I will pick the Cowboys because I think their defense is coming together and I know that offense is scoring points. I will take Minnesota in this one. And it's really Ooh. it's really just because Minnesota either they're three and three and they either win or they lose emphatically close. They lost to the Cardinals by one point, the Bengals by three points and the Browns Hmm. by seven points. They have had a chance to win every game this year. And I don't think that stops at home this week. I don't know what it is about Minnesota. I don't think their defense is amazing. I don't think their offense is amazing, but at the end of the game, they're in it. And so I'll take that with the, with the minimal minimal spread we have here. I don't feel better. You know what they say around the league. You always have a chance with Kirk Cousins. Yep. You like that. You like that. I like that pick. All right, last game of the week. We have the Giants going to the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've made a lot of jokes. And the Kansas, <laughs> I should say the Kansas City Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. We've made a lot of jokes this week about Daniel Jones maybe being better than uh, – I can't even remember his name anymore because he's so bad. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I, I just there's, – there's something in me that can't pick the Giants to cover on the road. Okay. I can't do it. I'm taking the Chiefs. So this is one of my favorite ones of, of the night. <laughs> and I can't wait to be wrong, but give me the Giants, baby. Yeah, baby. Oh. All right. That'll do it for this week's picks. We'll see how few games I can get when we, when we talk again next week. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Martin, thank you, man. That was fun. Uh, say goodbye to our friends. Yep. Good night, everyone. Thanks to Fake Kenny for being on this week. Goodbye. Appreciate it. Peace.